one step forward, two steps back. That seems to be the mantra of the 2022 Saints team blowout loss to the Ravens Monday night in the Dome, fresh off a win over the Raiders where you feel like they're building momentum, and instead, yet again, they fall flat on their face. There's a lot to dissect with this loss and more. I don't want to say projecting, but kind of looking towards the future to figure out what the hell is this team going to be? Do they have a future under DA? All that coming up right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, guys, the Straight Up Saints podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And look, there's there's no sugarcoating it. This is a loss where the Saints were bullied. The Saints from the jump were just pushed around by a Ravens team that wasn't fucking around. They wanted to come in there Monday night, get shit done, and then go enjoy their bye week. And they did just that. They took the Saints run game out of the equation. They buried Andy Dalton sometimes. Maybe they hit him so often that I think he rushed plays thinking that the pressure was there when it wasn't. Defensively, they had no answer for Lamar Jackson. And and look, sometimes it was Lamar being Lamar. He is a magician with the football. Other times, though, it's just this defense constantly talking about put the game on us, put the game on us, and you really don't want the game on them because they're not going to be able to hold down the fort. So all that put together, there's a lot of things to talk about. I, I, at some point during the game, I was just sitting here saying, what what are some things that I really want to hit? And, and the first thing I want to hit is the fact that the Saints now through week nine have not won back-to-back games this season. And at some point, we have to sit back, assess the situation, and say, how long of a leash do you give this entire coaching staff? And the reason I say that is, and people bring up injuries, and people will say, well, Chris, two weeks ago you wanted DA fired, then they won, and you had some patience. Yeah, you have some patience when you get a big win over the Raiders because you want to see if you could build off that. But what did you do? went back to your old habits, right? A lot of sloppy penalties, a lot of stupid mistakes, a lot of miscommunications from the safety play, a lot of missed tackles in this game. So things that the Saints do terribly or have done terribly this season, they went right back to those old habits after the Raiders game. And that's why I sit here tonight and say, after this season, you better have a clear, your your mind made up and have a clear decision as to whether or not you want to run this thing back with this coaching staff. Through week nine, you haven't won back-to-back games once this season? There's opportunities to do so. You know, you played the Panthers earlier this year, had a chance to beat the Bengals. You blew a lead there, had a chance to beat the Cardinals. You you just imploded in a four-minute stretch in the first half. This team always shoots itself in the foot. And I know people are going to say injuries, and injuries are a part of the game. And to make matters worse, they got a lot of injuries, and I'll talk about those in a little bit. But I look at this Saints team. It's just... You, you preach urgency, you preach getting your shit figured out, and then two minutes later, you go back to doing the stupid shit that you were doing in the first place that got you in the hole. And yes, they didn't dig a deeper hole than they already are in because the NFC South sucks. And I said it before the game ended, the only thing you can say today to give yourself some type of optimism or something to look forward to this season, although I actually think there really isn't much to look forward to this season, which is such a kind of grim look at it, but it's the truth is that the NFC South is bad. That's the only thing you can sit here today and say, Chris, pump the brakes. There's still a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, because the rest of the division is absolute ass. But if the division wasn't terrible, this team would be a bottom feeder, no first-round pick. So that that's not great. The fact that I have to look around and say, oh, they're not looking too good, no, because I have nothing good to say about the Saints. It's been all bad. Defense today, like I said, shredded by Lamar Jackson, but more importantly, shredded by Kenyon Drake. I expected Lamar Jackson to be Lamar Jackson. Because I'm not one of these idiots who thinks he's a running back. No, he is an elite quarterback 
who's going to get his money this offseason. He deserves every fucking penny. But all that attention goes to Lamar Jackson, and guys are, are wide open underneath. Guys are open in the flats. Kenyon Drake has a performance that probably puts him back on the map in terms of being a productive running back. That can't happen. And I think there were moments today where the Ravens just offensively missed a lot of easy give-me plays. And if they got those, this game would have been worse than it already looked. And as for the offensive side of the ball, like I said, they took away the running game. The Saints didn't realize until the second half that Taysom Hill existed. The chance you had in the red zone to score a touchdown, Dalton misses a wide-open Callaway. Terrible throw by Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, look, I say this all the time. If he's going to start, he needs to be good at the things that you say he's good at. Calming presence, there wasn't much calm today. Not turning over the football, well, I mean, he could have had it. He had a pick early that was taken away from a PI. He had a bunch of batted passes, had a play where he nearly fumbled, but God bless the, the strength that he had in his fingertips that he actually gripped the ball. Late pick in the game that got tipped again. You're just not getting much. And, and the problem is we got to sit here and waffle back between two quarterbacks that aren't the answer for this team. And that's why I get to the point where I sit here and I say, if the Saints are going to suck ass, and Lord knows they, they suck ass right now, if the Saints are going to be terrible, I'd rather see them just fucking play Taysom Hill and get crazy with this thing. Because the worst part about this Saints team is that they're a bad team and they're not even remotely exciting. And what I mean by that is you can look around the league and you'll see some bad teams this year, but some of them have a future. Some of them have something to look forward to. The Saints don't have that right now at all. You know, I look around the league and I look at a, a team like, let's say the Lions. Yeah, the Lions are a bad team this year, but exciting plays. The offense is towards the top 10 in the league. They have some moments where they flash and you know you're not going to win this year. So it's all about building stuff. What are the Saints building? The whole point to bring in Dennis Allen, bring in these veteran guys like Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry, Marcus May continuity because you sold us on continuity and then building off what you already had, which was a proven winner for five years. You're not winning anything. Now you're not winning anything in the slightest. And if that plan doesn't work, then it's time to move off that plan. Cause you didn't bring in DA and bring back all of these guys like Chris Rashar, uh, Ryan Nielsen, Pete Carmichael. You didn't bring them back for a three year retool, get this thing right uh, back on the right track. No, you thought that they could keep this operation going while the conductor of the train took off. And it doesn't work that way. And it's not working that way. And at this point in the season, tomorrow officially opens week 10. There's, there's no more give it time, give it time, give it time. Week 10. Week 10, the season ends in week 18. I, I just, at this point, if you're a Saints fan, Saints analyst, reporter, podcast, whatever, you cannot look me in the eyes with a straight face and say, man, just give it a little bit more time. They're going to figure it out. They're not figuring it out. One week where they looked really good. And today, they looked as bad as they looked good last week. And, and that really disappoints me. So, a lot of stuff there. I think just overall, guys that you expected to play better this year, they're not. Like, even, even the smaller parts of the Saints. Blake Gillikin, excellent rookie year. Well, red shirt freshman year, I would say. He's terrible this year. Absolutely terrible. And I said it a couple podcasts ago, I would joke around about Blake Gillikin, say Blake Gillikin and whatever. He is terrible right now for the Saints. You're not getting anything there. You're not really getting anything in the return game on special teams. Outside of Chris Olave, what are you getting from your receivers? Not much. Offensive line, I mean, I don't even know sometimes what the analysts are saying. Troy Aikman said the O-line started playing better after Eric McCoy got hurt. That was not true. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. The O-line had a rough game. Andy Dalton did not identify the blitz. 
which is weird because that's something he's supposed to be good at. I thought he did a poor job with that today. A lot of bad. Your players that have been good, like Eric McCoy, Pete Werner, they get injured. Alante Taylor got hurt, although I will tell you from now, and I'm going to go rewatch this game to make sure it confirmed what I saw. I think today was a rough day for Alante Taylor. There were a lot of plays where he got beat. Lamar Jackson just missed the man. And I'm going to cut him some flack. He's a rookie. He's shown more good than bad, but that's something to look forward to. And then Marcus May, what does he do? You know, I joked about it earlier this year. I said, Tyron Matthew joined the Saints for just vibes, right? He's just here for the vibes and nothing else. Tyron Matthew didn't have a great game today, but there were moments where I'm watching Tyron Matthew and he's an inch away from coming up with a big pass breakup or making a couple tackles early in this game where I like the play recognition. I say, okay, he's getting a little bit better as the season goes on. What does Marcus May do? He doesn't cover particularly well. He blew a couple assignments today. He's not tackling well. He's not making any impact plays. What the fuck does he do? I'm being serious right now. You let Marcus Williams go and you brought in these two veteran safeties. One of them is starting to find his way a little bit. And I have, I'm going to have a little bit more patience for Tyron Matthew because, again, I'm seeing him in the right spots now. Marcus, man, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know. Like, people are talking about Tyron Matthew saying he lost someone underneath on a route that was wide open. He stopped going that way because he saw Marcus May was there, but Marcus May kept running to the right. Just not paying attention to your assignments, pretty much not doing your job, for lack of a better way of saying it. I don't know what he does particularly well. I don't know what this team does well, guys. They run the football well, and they couldn't do that today, and then shit hit the fan because of that. So just really frustrating loss overall. This is one of those losses where I cannot sit here and say, oh, they could turn it around. Look, they're versus the Steelers next week. The Steelers, just like the Saints, are a bad team but they could find a way to lose that game. Even if they win it, they're not going to win the next one because they're showing us they can't win back-to-back games. Just a lot, man. Just a lot. I, I, so I come away with these three things. Dennis Allen is, again, I just don't think he's a head coach. I just don't. Taysom Hill needs more snaps. I, I don't understand the Taysom Hill usage, the lack of it. When he plays and he's on a drive, you end up scoring. When he's not on that drive, you don't end up scoring. Put two and two together and figure it out. He should be on the field more find ways to use him. It's it's just stupid. And then the third thing, defensively, what are they good at? What are they good at? They don't force turnovers. They're not a sack-heavy team. Although I'll give a shout-out to Peter Turner. I thought he actually played well again today. And, and I think the film will end up backing it up. I'll see in, in 24, 48 hours. But I thought he played well today. Again, which is a good sign. Linebacker played. Demario was great. P. Warner gets hurt. That's a shot to the heart at that point. Secondary man. Uh, you look... Ravens didn't have Mark Andrews. They didn't have Rashad Bateman. And I promise you there were plays where they were they were getting beat. I mean, Deshaun Jackson got picked up off the street and he made a couple of plays early uh, and then pulled his hammy, of course, because he didn't play football in a while. So again, no defense or no, no particular great skill on defense. Offense is a mess again. And this coaching staff, and I'm so tired of the, 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 the pregame and halftime interviews that Dennis Allen gives. They don't inspire anything. They don't inspire anything. And it's funny because earlier today I was listening to Sean Payton on the herd and just listening to him speak. I'm like, you can learn so much about football. Just 10 minutes listening to Sean Payton chat up with, with Colin Coward, who I think is an idiot at times. And I can learn so much from just those 10 minutes of listening to Sean Payton speak. Dennis Allen speaks for two minutes and I want to bang my head against a concrete wall as hard as possible. That's just the way it is. And I mean it, man. I, I, it's just so stupid sometimes. It really is. So with all that said, Let's get into some comments you have. I'll try to get through most of them. They're pretty hard to, to get through all the time because, man, there's just so many and they all look the same. So I'll try to get through it, obviously. Um, 
we'll try to get through most of the comments. We'll see what we got here. Jesse says, it's not like we can even tank because the Eagles have our first round pick. That seems to be a consensus thing here. And that goes back to the no future part of this team. You can be a bad team and have your eyes towards the future. Like, I still think the Jaguars are a bad team, but Trevor Lawrence is on your roster. You're trying to figure it out. You just traded for Calvin Ridley. Maybe he plays next year. You'll have a top pick this year. There's ways to like kind of say, okay, like the, there's a vision there. What is the vision for the Saints? Because again, aging roster, one of the five oldest rosters in the NFL. Your head coach is not a good head coach. Let's just call that what it is. You have no answer at quarterback, most important position in the sport. Your defense was supposed to be the strength of your team because you hired a defensive coach and you can't, and I'm being serious right now, you can't watch this defense and tell me with a straight face that you think they're a top 15 unit because they're not. They're just making too many mistakes. Injuries are piling up. That's not great. There's just no positive outlook right now other than saying the division's bad. And look, maybe, maybe the division's so bad that in five weeks from now, they might squeak their way into first place. I don't think they will. I don't. But that's, that's the only hope you have for this team. Other than that, like you said, don't even have your first round pick. And that's why you have to hope they win because you don't want the Eagles sitting there 8-0 with a top five pick. That just makes it worse. Tyron with the roller coaster performance. Looked like he got caught standing out there. Uh, what is what is there to be done about this team? L out the fact you probably chuckled when reading my username. Look, pottyman27. I do chuckle every time uh, I see your username, but I appreciate your comments and, and tuning in. So it kind of it kind of balances out there. But yeah, look, Tyron Matthew, like I said, great game. No, was not a great game. Do I think that he's playing better football now than he did earlier in the year? Yes, but mistakes are still being made. I mean, there's so many coverage mistakes in the secondary that didn't used to happen, by the way, when they had Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins. They're happening now. But I, I just, I, that's not, that you know, for Tyron Matthew, I didn't look at this game and be like, oh, that that's a key as to why they struggled. I, I didn't think he played that bad. I think Marcus May is the bigger problem at safety. That's where we should really kind of put our energy towards out of the two, but we'll see. Alex says, what is the scenario to fire Dennis Allen? Do we have to lose out? I think they'd have to. Um, I, I really do think they'd have to. I think that Dennis Allen, I just feel like he's safe this year, no matter what, unless you finish the year like four and 13, five and 12. Then you're like, dude, this is a roster that when they were completely depleted, Sean Payton won nine games. You can't win five games. So I think maybe that's where we get to that scenario. But for now, guys, I hate to say it. And I'm only saying it because I'm trying to be truthful. I don't see a scenario right now where he gets fired. I just don't. I think the Saints like Dennis Allen too much. And uh, maybe Dennis is a nice guy. But like I said, I, you know, he does not inspire me. If I'm sitting my lazy ass on a couch and he comes to give me a pep talk, you know what I'm doing? I'm putting setting an alarm. I'm sleeping for another half hour because there's nothing he does there that gets me motivated. Nothing to watch the games. When you're watching the games, there's nothing there. Think about it. The inspirational speeches from this team, they come from Alvin Kamara. And I love AK. AK is great. But that's who's, that's who's driving the bus. And I just don't see a scenario where he gets fired, to your point. Gabriel says, would it really surprise anyone if the NFC South stayed historically bad this year and we still managed to finish last? Uh, I Look, now look, I don't think they'll finish last. I think the Panthers, you talk about driving the tank. I mean, they, they are going full tank ahead. They, they are going for the tank. The Saints will finish over the Panthers. But again, funny enough, the Saints lost to the Panthers this year with Matt Rule, who got canned two weeks later. So that's just where this situation's at. But to, to answer your question, would it surprise me if it stayed historically bad and they managed to finish last? I would be surprised they finished last. Will it stay historically bad, though? I think so, right? I looked around the league. Falcons lost in the most Falcons way against the Chargers. Bucks, I mean, they won, but did that look impressive? Not at all. 
And then the Panthers let Joe Mixon have about a gazillion touchdowns in one half. So, yeah, that, that's where you have. See a lot of people saying this team sucks. More, more this team sucks comments. And uh, yeah, uh, look, this is this is a gloomy time for this uh, this team. And, and I hate doing it. And I know I'm saying it's a gloomy time while I'm like kind of laughing because sometimes you got to just laugh at the situation or else you're just going to start getting ridiculously frustrated. And it's, I don't think it's ever worth it. But this is really uh, unfortunate. Troxy says, when are we going to start putting some blame on Loomis for assembling this dumpster fire roster and coaching staff? Saints have nothing to look forward to. See, look, this is this is, this is is the question, though. I'm not saying Loomis doesn't deserve blame. I actually think you're right. And I think Mickey Loomis, has, he's in this weird spot where no one ever mentions him for the blame, right? I mean, I just sat here and complained about Dennis Allen for about, what was it, been 15 minutes already? And I didn't mention Mickey Loomis once. And that's wrong on me because Mickey Loomis is just as much to blame as he is. And I think where Mickey Loomis comes to blame is the trade for, and granted, I love Chris Olave, but the extra trade to, to get that first round pick from Philly, that could be a costly move. You traded Gardner Johnson literally for a bag of potato chips. A ba- that, that's all you traded him for. And he leads the NFL in interceptions this year because karma's a bitch, isn't it? So th- that hasn't been great. You let Marcus Williams go, which just puzzled me because I thought you let Trey Hendrickson go the year before so you can sign Marcus Williams back, but you didn't do that. So that falls on Mickey Loomis as well. Your veteran free agent moves, Tyra Matthew hasn't really worked out. Marcus May, like I said, I don't know why. I don't know what his job title is. It's like Creed Braddon from The Office when they ask him what his job title is and he has no clue. I do not know what Marcus May does for this team. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does. So that move hasn't worked out. Jarvis Landry banged up. That's kind of unfortunate. Maybe he plays next week against Pittsburgh. Doesn't matter that much. We'll see what he can do. I mean, week one, he was great, but he really hasn't done much since. Like I said, aging roster. So that does fall on Loomis. But it also falls on the whole ownership of this team, the whole management structure, because they thought this team was going to be a win-now team. And they don't win now. Like I said, they have not won back-to-back games once this season. Pretty embarrassing. Gabriel says at this point with no Jarvis, Mike McCoy, Pete, Marshawn, or Davenport, why not just give the quarterback reins to the only consistent electric player on offense other than AK and Olave? Hashtag taste some thrill. Look, you guys think I'm fucking around with this, but I'm not. If the Saints are going to be a bad football team, let's let Taysom Hill play quarterback because guess what? They're going to lose regardless, but I'm going to have fun watching. You know, I go back to last year, the two touchdown, four interception game he had against the Cowboys. Yeah, the Saints lost. Yeah, I wasn't happy with that game. Was I entertained though? You bet your ass I was entertained. And if they're going to be a bad team this year, at least entertain me. Nothing entertains me about Andy Dalton. No disrespect. Andy Dalton seems like a lovely guy, has a great beard, great head of hair. Good for him. But I don't get excited watching the Saints right now. I don't. And they're still losing regardless. So if you want to just go balls to the walls, throw Taysom in there, at least get more usage out of him. I'm not saying he has to start at quarterback, but you watch these games. They're a better team when he's on the field. Get him on the field. It just makes no sense to me. More people saying, what the hell just happened? Blow it up. Team sucks. Why Andy can't read pre-snap and make adjustments? That's a good, good comment by Troy. I agree with that. Look, the one thing I say that I always try to do, and, and my Lord, there's a lot of comments. So I'm a, I promise, guys, I'm going to try to get through everything. But man, it's going to be tough. Um, I was knocking Jameis Winston when Jameis was not doing well with pre-snap stuff. And I think that's fair because like, if you're not doing well with it, I can call you out. I started the show talking about it. Andy Dalton against the Blitz today. I mean, the Ravens had moments where they're showing you they're going to send the house. And the Saints had no plan for that. And that part of the time, most of the time, that falls on Andy. So 
I, I think what's fair is fair. He was not great today in terms of reading what the Ravens were throwing at him. And that's what he's supposed to be good at. So just not great. Markel writes, if we fire Dennis Allen, who should we go get? Look, I don't think they're going to fire him. But let's say they did. First off, I think a good head coach just went on the market today with Frank Reich. You know, people can say whatever they want about Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich, unfortunately, is a victim of just a power struggle in Indianapolis, right? Because Jim Mercy has too much say. Chris Boward has been flipping quarterbacks every year. I mean, it's just a revolving door at that position. But I think Frank Reich, when he has uh, stability, you saw the Philip Rivers years and the one year with Andrew Luck, he was a winner. Double-digit wins both seasons, made the playoffs both seasons. I, I think he's a really good coach. Now, I don't know if that's who the Saints would bring in the building. I don't know if maybe they want to go younger. Um, but But that's someone today who I even think immediately would be an upgrade over Dennis Allen which is crazy to me, right? There's a coach who's unemployed right now that I think for sure is a better head coach than him. So that'd be someone, uh, if they wanted to go defensive, I think D'Amico Ryans from uh, the the 49ers is an interesting candidate. I know people are going to bring up Ken Dorsey from the Buffalo Bills, although the Bills are kind of flatlining a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but he's a, he's another name that people will mention. I'm sure that people will bring up the enemy again because the Saints met with him for about 55 hours in the offseason and said, no, it's okay, buddy. We don't need you for the job. Which, by the way, if someone had a job interview with me for like 12 hours and I didn't get the job after, good Lord, I'm deleting your contact. But yeah, so I I don't know where they would go there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Do we even have a second round pick? And what QB are we going to be in position to draft next year? Well, they do have a second round pick, so that is some good news. If you're looking for good news, guys, second round pick, it's still on the table, but I think that in terms of quarterback, like people mention Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, and like they can't get any of those guys. They're all going to go in the first round. And for the Saints, you're, maybe you're looking around, and I think that the people like the BYU quarterback, admittedly, I've not watched enough of his tape yet, so I can't really make a, a judgment there. But second round quarter, second round picks that are used on quarterbacks, historically speaking, over the last decade, have not turned out well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr are two exceptions to the rule. And even them, they're not like elite quarterbacks. They're, they're game manager type of style quarterbacks. But outside of them, like guys like Christian Hackenberg, who was a second round pick, and, and you see those guys just flame out all the time. So I, I just don't like the idea of a second round pick on a quarterback, just historically speaking. Heath Johnson says, do we start Taysom from here on out? Look, I said yes, because I want entertainment and i think also he's just going to give them a little bit more pop right now but i i don't think they're going to make that move i just don't but i'm like i said if you're going to lose keep me entertained it's 5 a.m here in germany and yet another horrible saints primetime game i sacrificed my sleep for it look i want to make this very clear first off love the commitment i really do love the commitment that you you stayed up to watch that at some point, though, as fans, right? Because th- this is why we all do this, right? This is why you're listening. This is why I'm ranting. Like, because at the end of the day, we love this team and we're fans of this team. Don't they got to show you a little bit something when for you to invest certain things like sleep? Like, it's different for us, right? For us, it's 1035. Like, you know, we still got an hour or two before we decide to hit the hay and go to sleep. 5 a.m., man, I, kudos to you. I don't know if, I mean, I would have to do it, but I don't know if I'd want to do it. Because they haven't shown me enough. But when the Saints are doing their shit and they're playing well, yeah, don't get me wrong. I sacrifice my sleep every day of the week. Jason Simpson says, Dennis Allen has no energy. Don't see the same fire that we've had with this group in the last couple of years. Time to switch it up and let Jameis play. Nothing to lose. Look, they could put Jameis in. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be against the move. I'd have no problem if they want to put Jameis in. I just think like 
you're going to put Jameis in. He's clearly still banged up, so he's only going to get more hurt. And you're going to ask him to to what? Fix a team that has 55 problems? So if he plays well, maybe he solves two of those problems. They still got 53 other problems to figure out. So, uh, look, they can make the quarterback change. I have no problem if they say, hey, James is starting next game. We can't do this shit. I have no problem with it. I, I just don't think James is going to fix the problems that the other the team has outside of QB, right? You know, the passing game, it kind of, kind of I would say, stalls out. Red zone offense is terrible. Defense, giving up big plays in the run game, giving up big plays in the pass game, stupid penalties, special team. I mean, you, your punter can't even punt the football anymore. So, look, if they want to play Jameis, go for it. But I think that it, it really is disappointing to the fact that you can make the quarterback change, and it's, it, I don't really think it's going to solve much. But they could do it. I have no problem if they do that. Gabriel says, if you really break down why DA chose Dalton or Jameis, you can also figure out why he'll never be a great coach. He just plays it too safe and coaches uh, and coaches not to lose. Uh, Dalton played like Dalton. Crazy. Look, I, look, Dalton's a game manager. I've said that the whole time. The problem with playing Andy Dalton is the, the idea of playing Andy Dalton is great when your defense is playing well. But the Saints, over the last five games, have had one really good defense game. Granted, masterpiece. Shut out the Raiders. Great performance. Outside of that, though, Big, uh, you know, a lot of points given up to the Ravens, a lot of points given up to the Vikings, a lot of points given up to the Bengals, 40 plus given up to the Cardinals. Granted, Dalton spotted them 14 with two pick sixes, which is another part of the thing. If you're going to be a game manager, you can't turn over the football, but that keeps happening with this team. So I, I think, look, Dalton and Jameis, neither one's your answer long term. But if you're going for like the high upside thing, I always said like Jameis was the intriguing idea. But this seems such a mess. I, I really don't even think it matters at this point. I really don't, which is which is so sad. DJ says there's legit no fire in this team right now. Offense is flat. Defense reacting versus attacking. Find out who wants to be here. And if they don't, the door is right there. Eh, look, I'll tell you somewhat. If they show them the door, they're going to miss it on their way out. Just like they miss tackles. They miss assignments. They miss open reads. They miss open men in the red zone for a touchdown. This team misses everything. So if we show them the door, they'll still miss it. But I, I don't disagree with your idea because... This team's got to figure this shit out. Morgan says, and can Dennis Allen show some goddamn emotion? Dude is like a bland statue. Don't insult the statue. That's not nice. No, look, Dennis Allen, again, seems like a great dude, but no energy. And and it's weird, right? Because you go from Sean, who was the, like, had that moxie, had that cocky swagger to him. He really did. And Dennis Allen, you know, he's Dennis Allen. So, and I will say, I learned a lesson in life. Early on, it was never, you can't trust someone with two first names. It just hit me today that Dennis Allen has two first names. So he, he's kind of validating that rule I have in life, unfortunately for him. Mac Oxford says, dominated and turned around and got dominated. Yep. Definition of a bad football team, right? Good football teams find ways to sustain stuff and show that they're turning the corner. And I said before, when I, when I woke up on Monday, I actually thought the Saints were going to win this game because I thought that they, what they did on Sunday, last Sunday, was something they could build off of because they did so many things well. And what first off, what an idiot I am, right, for thinking that they could win this game. And then second, for you to go and have this bad of a performance, it's really disappointing. It's 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 so disappointing because you really just showed your true colors. Because if you were a good football team, you would have showed some great heart today and some, and some inspiring stuff. They didn't show anything, man. Garbage time touchdown means nothing to me. You know, the, the end of the half, getting down the field, sure, that looked great, but then you settle for three because you missed a wide-open Callaway. So much bad, so much bad. So it, it really is frustrating, really frustrating. See more people talking about them having no future. 
Someone's singing, bring the papers back, bring the papers bag back. Jason says, let Jameis cook. Fred says, for DA to be the guy, the defense has to be top five. It isn't. He isn't the guy. It, that's my point, right? Like, I think for this team, and my Lord, I have so many more comments to get through, so we're, we're going to speed through this. I think for DA, if the defense was balling, I actually would be very patient, like if the offense sucked, right? Because I'd be like, all right, no quarterback. I don't know if Pete Carmichael's really a good OC, and I and try to figure it out. But the defense is not balling, and the defense is older, right? The defensive ends outstanding today in near sacks. If near sacks was a statistic, the Saints would be first in the league after the way they performed tonight because Lamar Jackson was in the backfield about 50 times where they could have got him and it ended up being a positive play, which A, kudos to Lamar. That's why he's going to get paid the big bucks. But also B, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't bring him down one of those times? Like, just very disappointing. Very disappointing. So, uh, yeah, more, more comments here. I think it's time to accept if we haven't already, the Super Bowl window is over. Oh, look, I'm going to cut off that comment before, and I agree. I'll read the rest of it. And the team simply needs to do a complete rebuild starting with the coaching staff. If you are sitting here today, and you're not saying this, so I'm not calling you out, by the way. Great comment. If you were sitting here today and you're like, oh, the Saints sneak in the playoffs could go on a run, please stop. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to stop. It's not happening. They can make the playoffs because the NFC South sucks. I don't think they will, but they still can. So I have to be fair and say it is possible because this division is absolute dog shit. But do you really think I make a run? I mean, I mean, come on. Not going to happen. Just not. Max says relegate DA to DC and bring in anyone. Jeff Saturday came in off the street. Seems like anything will be better than this. Defense needs a new, uh, definitely needs a new OC. Well, I'm not going to get into the Jeff Saturday thing. That that shit's ridiculous. I, But while we're on the subject of Jeff Saturday, if the Saints were to hire a former player and make them an interim coach with no coaching experience, who would you pick? I think if you're going for swag, I think you got to go with someone like Reggie Bush or Lance Moore. But if you're, if you're going for a little bit different, I don't know, man. I, there's some options here. But I feel like those would be like some some interest. I know people would say Breeze is a fan favorite, but I wouldn't make him, you know, come here and, and deal with this team. He'd probably want to suit up himself at quarterback. So, uh, but yeah, that, that shit was so weird. And and here's the thing about DA real quick, this the relegation idea. If he's not the Saints head coach, he's not coming back to them at all. He'll be a DC somewhere else. Maybe with Sean Payton again, which I think actually would make a lot of sense for him. I don't know if you, you know, you got to swallow your pride when that happens, but yeah. Kai says, chances we get the Kentucky QB that Nick Underhill likes. So I actually didn't know uh, that Nick likes Will Levis. Um, I, they're not going to be able to get him, though. They'd ha- they'd need, they would need a first-round pick. He's going to be a top-15 pick. Will Levis is interesting to me. You're going to look at his numbers. You'll be like, ah, that doesn't speak top-15. But he's really big. He's really strong. He's got the arm. But I think what people like is that he's already running an NFL system today. His OC was with the 49ers last year. So I think people like that, right? 49ers quarterback coach goes to Kentucky to be an OC, runs an NFL-style system, has the traits of what a franchise quarterback should have, right? Dual threat, big and strong. Uh, I think he still needs some work, but I get why people love him. Uh, But to that point, though, then they're not going to be able to draft him at this rate because he is going to be uh, a first-round pick for sure. Not going to keep repeating the same things. Need to fire DA, but we know that's not happening. We uh, We have... a ghost of a, I, I'm guessing that's wide receiver one. Maybe. I don't know. We have zero shot of franchise quarterback and we let a general, a generational defense walk shit show. Well, look, the generational defense stuff. 
they also got older, but the, the secondary is so weird, right? Because the secondary last year was so great. 18 picks the entire season. Uh, they have two this year, which is nuts, right? You you played nine games. You got two interceptions. So that's one interception almost every third game, but it's actually less than every third game. So that's just really frustrating. And I, I think for the Saints, you know, for the other stuff, QB1, that's their problem. They They went into this situation willingly. They knew what they signed up for. Wide receiver one. I'm on the I'm on the fence about the Michael Thomas thing. I kind of think they knew he wasn't going to be wide receiver one for the long haul anymore. Maybe this year, maybe they didn't expect him to miss as many games as he's going to end up missing this year. But you, know, you traded for Chris Olave for a reason, right? You you want him to be your wide receiver one soon. And I think he will, by the way. I think again, he had another really good game. It will never show in the stat sheet because this offense is not going to put up Chiefs numbers, Bills numbers, whatever. But he, the kid is great. Jason says Drew Brees for head coach need leadership. Yeah, well, uh, not going to happen. Would be hilarious, though. I'm not going to lie. Space African Jesus says, kind of hate how bad the division is. It's giving me false hope about this team, but there's still chances to win the division somehow. I 1,000% agree with that comment because the NFC South didn't suck, right? It was just a respectable average division. You can be like, all right, this season's over. And I don't got to sit here every week talking about what they can do to win the division. But no, the craziest thing about today's game, which I talked about it with John Hendricks when we did our live uh, pregame show this morning, the Saints could only make up ground today against the Ravens. They couldn't lose any ground because the Panthers lost, the Falcons lost, and the Falcons lost was key, right? Because the Falcons had the four wins. Bucks had the three wins. They got to four. So you're still chasing four wins anyway. You weren't losing any ground with this game. You could only make up ground. And I hate that because you're, you're so committed still. And look, I, I think we got to be committed anyway because this is our team, right? This is our team that we root for. But there's something about being so frustrating and wanting to just go on a rant about how bad this team is and how they don't have a great future right now. And yet you look at division standings and it's like, well, if they put together a two or three game run, all of a sudden they're first place in the division. It's crazy. Now, they're not going to do that because they haven't won back-to-back games at all this year. But... It's just very, really, really, really frustrating. So, uh, yeah. Did we throw a single screen pass? They threw a screen pass to Olave at the end of the game. Didn't matter. Um, it was the fourth quarter. They're already down. I think it was five, five and change left in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, there was nothing creative about this offense today. And I don't think it would have mattered. Ravens came to play. Ravens stole their lunch money today. That, that's what they did out there. That, that's really what they did. Is Dennis Allen worse than Scott Frost? Alex Teller asks. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to say no for one reason because, or actually, maybe I'll say yes because Scott Frost was damn good at UCF, undefeated before he went to Nebraska. But Scott Frost got like five years at Nebraska and every year he would stink and they'd be like, next year's the year for Scott Frost and it didn't happen. So, what I will use that Scott Frost comment, I kind of twist it here and say, I hope to God the Saints don't enter a similar situation where after the end of the season we go, next year's the year for DA, and then back we're in 2023. They suck again, and we're like, 2024 is the year for DA, and then the year is 2028. I no longer have a happy life. Dennis Allen's still the head coach of the Saints, and we're all miserable. That would be the nightmare scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. I just want to be a little bit uh, dramatic there. But yeah, why do the Saints use all these curl routes, Ravi asks? Well, I mean... Part of it is that this is not an offense that has an abundance of weapons at wide receiver right now. So you got to kind of play the hits, play the basics. But it's also the offense you're going to run with Andy Dalton. A lot of West Coast terminology. 
short routes. That's what they're good at anyway. Um, I mean, look at your wide receivers outside of Olave. Traquan Smith, Marcos Callaway, are you going to give them? I mean, I think Callaway is kind of better downfield because he can make those contested grabs. But, you know, I don't think this is an offense that is, that is going to get very exotic right now with their stuff. They don't they don't really have a, a Tyreek Hill per se who you can really stretch the field with and get those deep posts and maybe those double moves that will work out well. Outside of Olave, do you really trust a wide receiver to, to do well in a double move? Callaway had a double move today, and the only reason it looked great is because Marcus Peters bites on every single double move, so you kind of expected that. Taysom with one rush tonight is the dumbest thing I'm looking at post-game. I said before the game, I was like, 10's the sweet spot, right? The Saints said, well, fuck your sweet spot. He's getting one carry. I can't believe that, man. I couldn't believe. I'm going to look at it here real quick, just pulling up the box score on my phone. Taysom Hill had one carry. Dwayne Washington had three. Like, that is, that is just so stupid. It's so stupid sometimes. No disrespect to Dwayne Washington, but it's just so stupid sometimes what this team does. Franco asks, genuine question, what source of hope or positivity do you have in regards to the near and distant future of this team? Near future? Uh, not much. I mean, they can still win the division because the division stinks, which I talked about before, but like the, the distant future? Distant future right now, I have to tell you, I don't have a lot of optimism because technically Dennis Allen's still the head coach of this team, and I don't think he's the right guy for three, four, five years from now this team's competing, they're winning stuff. And I always bring it back to looking at the Giants situation, right? Giants with Joe Judge, they were pathetic. And Brian Dable comes in and the Giants are like winning in fluky ways, but they're six and two. Six and two is still six and two. It's a whole lot better than three and six. And you're seeing the culture being built. What culture do the Saints have right now? They are perennial losers at this point in this NFL season. This is the worst start to the season they've had since 2005. They have not won back-to-back games since last season. It's upsetting, man. It's it's upsetting. So, and I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy, but this this team has there's no reason to be optimistic right now at all. You know? Sandor asks, can you give me any reason why Andy Dalton is starting? I'll tell you why, because Andy Dalton gives the Saints a calming presence in the No, look, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think Andy Dalton they're starting because they like the idea of him managing games. But like I said, him managing games doesn't work if your defense is getting gashed. The whole point of a game manager is you have an elite defense, decent running game, good on special teams, and you tell them, hey, don't fuck this up. Well, everyone else is fucking shit up. So, I mean, what, what do you expect a game manager to do in that situation? So, I, to your point, which is kind of what I'm fortifying here, there is not much right now, in my opinion, that they can do for me to say, okay, you're like, yeah, Andy Dalton should start because it just makes no sense. You know, it, it just makes no sense. Gabriel says, I actually want to punch TA in the mouth, not because I want to hurt him or that's heinous to be, uh, or want to hurt him or it's, or it's that heinous to be a bad coach. I just want to see if he's capable of changing his facial expression. <laughs> oh, you guys are hilarious, man. No, but, but it is funny though. That's something that will continue to kind of come up. Uh, I think you're thinking, okay. So you said the 2017 draft is looking more and more like a bust itself. I think you're thinking of the 2018 draft with, uh, Davenport. Cause the 2017 draft, Camaro, Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek, Trey Hendrickson, Alex Anzalone. I mean, that draft class was stacked. DeAndre Atkinson says lots of people calling for Taysom Hill to start a QB. And I just don't see how it helps us. Our record with him starting is not a reflection of how good he is, but how great the team was last year. Well, first off, DeAndre, the second part of it, totally agree. 
win-loss is not a QB stat. People manipulate it to say this guy's a winner or this guy's just not a he's just not a winner or stupid shit. It doesn't win-loss is a team stat. There's 53 guys on the roster. They all they all chip into that. Uh, for the Taysom thing, though, I go back to look if the Saints are going to be a bad team, and we're going to sit here for another eight to nine weeks going through these games. Taysom Hill would make this shit a lot more entertaining. That doesn't mean he should start. That doesn't mean I I think he needs to start because I don't think he needs to start. I'm saying for selfish purposes of saying that this team is not exciting right now. I want something to excite me. Sure. Taysom Hill starting would be pretty entertaining, Uh, but I don't think he's going to start. I don't think that is the move that saves them. Uh, So I want to clear the air on that part. But yeah, it's just, uh, that's just where I'm at right now. Morgan says Peyton Turner is not the issue. Peyton Turner is slowly but surely putting together the best two-game stretch of his career. And uh, no, it's just a two-game stretch, but uh, these are things, right? You go through a season, you're looking for things to be optimistic about. If Peyton Turner starts to continue to build off these games, that is something you go into the future and say, okay, don't sign Davenport back. You don't need to give him a long-term extension that's expensive because Peyton Turner could maybe take his place. Or maybe they want to bring Davenport back, although he really has got to play better. And Peyton Turner could be the guy on the other side because Cam Jordan's getting older. Maybe that gives you an option. Either way, Peyton Turner playing good football is is good for the Saints. Like that is a fact um, for sure. Here's the thing. Even if we win the rest of our games, is this team really going to go into Philly or San Francisco or even Seattle win? I don't think so. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. So, uh, yeah. Someone said apparently Loomis met with DA after the game. I I don't know... um, Oh, wow. I actually did. So Kat Terrell said, Alan took a long time to get to his pressure today. Mentioned off the hand, offhand that he just got out of a meeting with Loomis. Not sure if that's a norm after every game or not. It could be just not usually if mentioned. So, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate, uh, because again, like Kat just said, she doesn't know if that's a regular thing or not, but that's, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Any chance in hell Sean Payton comes back or is that 100% over? 100% over. He will be coaching for a different team whenever he comes back. Sucks to say, right? Because Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the NFL. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, there's, no, there's no scenario where he comes back. There's just no scenario. Why didn't we use the game plan from last game? Well, for starters, uh, defensively you couldn't because you can rush at Derek Carr because Derek Carr is not going to take off and burn you with his legs or make some ridiculous playoff script. Lamar will make you pay every freaking time. So defensively, that changes. Offensively, the Saints wanted to set the tone with the run early. The Ravens just said, no, sir. And whether it was Roquan Smith, whether it was Calais Campbell, whether it was Tyus Bowser, whether it was Justin Houston, who had an amazing game today, two and a half sacks and a pick, the, the front seven of the Ravens said, you are not running on us today. And the Saints tried early, didn't work. Then they quickly went away from it because they were like, oh shit, we can't run the football on him. And... This is a team that if you think about think about the two impressive wins the Saints have had this year, right? The Seahawks game, really on the back of Taysom Hill, and the Raiders win offensively, really on the back of Alvin Kamara. So the Saints need Herculean performances from those two at a given moment to really sustain their offense. Ravens took that away. There was a moment where the Ravens had all 11 guys in the box, and they said, try and run it on us. The Saints did, and they didn't get very far. So uh, that's why they really couldn't do that. Um, as for this question from Chef Pendy about why didn't they take one deep shot with Shahid, I don't understand what's going on with this Rashid Shahid thing. Look, you can't force deep shots, but it, it didn't even seem like he tried to get him involved. And it's so weird because his worst, his least explosive play this year 
has been a 30-yard reception. Like the kids got the speed and the talent. It's just it's just interesting. A quote from DA uh post-game pressure I just watched. Have to watch the film, but hey, we're still two games out of first place. Look, I I would honestly not be surprised if he just keeps banging that drum, but I, I just don't I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand why you keep using the division as the excuse for why you're still in this season. We get it, the division's bad, but what are you doing about it? To take advantage of the bad division, the answer is nothing. Fred says, why is Pete Carmichael not taking more heat? I think the reason Pete Carmichael is not taking as much heat, and don't get me wrong, he is taking heat, is at the end of the day, there's like, you you go to the totem pole, right? I I, I don't understand this shit because I don't get into it, but when people talk politics, right? Why do people go after the president first? That's kind of the big name you see at the top, right? That's kind of, I'm not comparing the same thing because Lord knows football and politics are not the same thing, but it's easier to direct all the attention towards Dennis Allen because he is the head coach. And I think that's where it boils down to. You are right, though. I think Pete Carmichael has flaws, particularly in the red zone. I think that's where Pete Carmichael struggles the most. And that's where I, I kind of look at it and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. That's where I get concerned. But I think in terms of who's at blame, Dennis Allen's got a lot to blame. Uh, Mickey Loomis has to, to shoulder on a lot of that problems with the way this roster's played in. So... I'm very interested to see uh, how this whole thing plays out. But what I'll say about Pete Carmichael is, though, I never loved bringing him back because he never seemed 100% in on taking the job again, right? He seemed like he was ready to just go enjoy a vacation, and he'll probably come back with Sean whenever Sean says, I'm ready to coach again. But then he like kind of just reluctantly slid right back into the OC spot, and, and that kind of sucks. Bo Nix to the Saints, who says no? Well, I mean, since you would have to draft him, the Saints would have to say no, but Bo Nix is the most fascinating quarterback in college football. Most fascinating by a country mile because one game, Bo Nix can give you five touchdowns, no picks. The next game, he give you one touchdown, two picks. He makes some stupid throws. You're like, what the hell is this kid doing? But when he's on, he's on. And when he's off, he's off. But uh, it, it's interesting. I keep hearing that quarterback from Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall, is a sleeper fi- uh, pick for us to draft. Look, Grayson McCall has been excellent since his first year at Coastal Carolina as a starter. You talk about the whole winner thing. He fits it. He's got the moxie. Not a lot of turnovers, which I love about him. Doesn't turn over the football. But if you do draft Grayson McCall, you're drafting him on day three, and you're hoping you could develop him into a starter. And and I'm not saying you can't do that, but like a lot of things have to go right to get day three guys to pan out into starting quarterbacks in today's NFL. It's so tough. Not saying you can't do it, and I don't mind Grayson McCall at all. I actually think Grayson McCall is a very solid college quarterback. But... There's a lot that have to go into that for that to work. More people talking about how uh, DA's got to go. Some people wondering if it's a DA demotion time. I actually don't think it's a DA demotion time, but um, but yeah. Chris Olave, thoughts. Chris Olave, though, final stat line. Okay, so final stat line was six receptions for 71 yards on nine targets. I thought he did really excellent with his route runnings today. Uh, had a really nice snag on the right uh, side where he showed that toe drag swag that I like to call it. He, he was good again, but but I expect that from Chris Olave. He's a damn good wide receiver, and he's polished, and he knows how to make plays happen and look like a vet, so that's great. But, I mean, outside of him offensively, I'm not going to knock Kamara. Ravens were not going to let him do anything today. They made that a very big point of emphasis. Andy Dalton also made it a big point of emphasis as well to make sure that Kamara wasn't going to do anything today, so that worked out. But, uh, yeah, Olave, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked really good per usual. Um, and again, I think you're, you're getting on to that point where it's him, Damian Pierce, 
probably in a rookie of the year conversation. Sucks that Brees Hall got injured because Brees Hall was aching off in New York. Um, but you know, that injury obviously knocked him out for the rest of the year. Morgan says Eric McCoy in a walking boot, apparently. I mean, that makes sense. Eric McCoy, you know, injuries of that sort, you're putting walking boots on these guys immediately. Uh, could be bad news, could be precautionary. We'll see what happens. You know, I will, we'll, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Lance Moore would be interesting. I'm, I'm guessing this is from my comment before about him being coach. Yeah, look, um, it's not going to happen. Just cracking jokes about the whole Jeff Saturday thing going from ESPN out analyst all of a sudden to coaching when he doesn't have experience at the collegiate or professional level as, at level as a head coach, which makes no sense. But yeah, that look, Lance Moore's one of my guys, right? He's very entertaining. So that, that would be hilarious as hell, but not going to happen. But to this point, though, some people talking about, um, no, wrong comment that one pulled up about Dennis Allen that someone said about him not being, oh, here it was. Some people aren't cut out to be the head guy. That's what this is turning out to be. There's so many examples of this. I think Wade Phillips is a very good example of great coordinator, not a good head coach. I think he's a great example of that. We've seen that with Dennis Allen right now. We've seen that with Vic Fangio. There's other examples too. I just got to think really hard. Oh, Josh McDaniel is another example. In New England, OC, shit's cooking, man. He, he's a good OC. Head coach, he's terrible. Um, terrible enough that Dennis Allen's Saints zipped him 24 nothing. So uh, yeah, man. I think that that's that's part of uh, the equation here with Dennis Allen uh, as a defensive coordinator, one of the best in the league. But as a you know head coach, so far the results are not good. Say KD says, "Get me Jaden Daniels." Well, first off, shout out to LSU man because that was an awesome win, and shout out to Coach Kelly for really just having the guts to say we're going to end this game on our terms, win or lose. And I love that because. I think so many times these coaches, when you get in these late game situations, you don't want to fuck up. So you do what like the conventional wisdom is. But sometimes I say you got to throw that out to the side and you got to do what's best for your team, what gives you the best chance of winning and what gave them the best chance of winning in that Alabama game was going for two right there. Because let's be real, if this overtime continues, it's going to come down to two-point conversions anyway. So LSU says, let's go for the throat. Let's go for it. Jaden, by the way, over the last three games, he he's playing what you expect him to be at LSU. Uh, I know if he went to the Saints, Saints fans would go nuts, and uh, I don't blame them. But who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, he could technically stay, uh, you know, if he wants. Chris gonna need a mod after this chat. So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about? But now I'm going through the cap, I'm going through the comments, and um, you guys are talking about it. I probably do need a, need a mod at this point, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think at this point, um, I might have to. People are talking about spam in the chat, I guess. Uh, Aaron here, is that not, is that a, is that a tip? If so, I really do appreciate that. I can't, I can't tell. I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten a super chat. So if that is a super chat from Aaron, I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Kevin says, nah, DA has maybe one more year. I, I think, he, I think he's going to get another year. I, I really feel sorry for saying that, but I think he is. I just feel like the Saints are so committed to this continuity, letting these guys who have been around Sean Payton figure it out, but they're not figuring it out. And, you know, some people are going to say injuries. I know injuries have been a, par- a problem for the Saints, but when you before today, right, Pete Werner was still on the field, Eric McCoy was still on the field, Marcus Davenport was still on the field. So, yeah, you were without Michael Thomas, and you were without Marshall Lattimore. Those were big losses there. but. You know, to see you 
lose these games in the manner that you're losing them, you're not you're not the guy. I'm thinking of the, the you're not that guy, you know, meme that everyone loves. But trust me, I mean, Dennis Allen, you're not that guy. Like, you're not. You're just not. And I think the Saints are so committed to this already, though, that they're going to stick around. It's kind of like poker, right? If I'm betting on the flop and I'm betting on the turn, you bet your ass I'm betting on the river. I'm already fucking committed to this thing. So I think for the Saints, you're betting in on this defense and going all in now. You're, you've already shown us your hand. You, you have no choice now but to probably run it back for another year. And I'm not saying it's the right move because it's the wrong move. I really do think it is the wrong move right here by the Saints to keep him for another year. But I just don't feel like they have the guts to say, man, after this, you know, after this season, you're out of here. You're out of here. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah. Max says, haven't, uh, haven't you heard Dennis Allen got called into the office? So I'm going to pull out the comment. It's from Greatness is here. It says, Dennis Allen got called into Loomis's office post-game. Not even joking. Wonder if it's finally demotion time. Again, like I said before, I don't think it is demotion time. Now, that would be one, one hell of a story if, if that happens, right? Holy shit. Like, I will drop everything that I'm doing, and I will hop on for an emergency live stream podcast the minute that news goes out because that would be the definition of an instant reaction. I would save whatever I was thinking for that live stream, um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, but I'm glad that you mentioned it a bunch of times in the in the chat. Alex DeVille says, it seems like every time Andy throws the ball, it gets tipped. What's up with that? Well, first off, part of it, defensive line of the Ravens, just absolute disruptors. And then on the other side of it, some throws were flat-footed. You're throwing everything over the middle of the field, so defensive linemen have the opportunity. They're not going to get out the quarterback. Just throw your hand up. That's kind of what happened a lot today. It, it was just tough. It, really, really tough. There was nothing offensively they did today outside of Chris Olave being Chris Olave that I thought was like, man, thumbs up. The, the rest of it was shit. Kevin R. Nah, all the disrespect. Dwayne Washington out carried Taysom. Yeah, look, I said it before, and I, and I didn't mean it to no, no knock on Dwayne Washington, man, because these guys are all pro football players. I, I don't, I don't want to bash them, uh, even though I did say for about 20 minutes, I don't know what Marcus May's job is with the Saints. Dwayne Washington getting three carries and Taysom Hill getting one carry is bad coaching. It's bad coaching. That's, I don't understand. I don't understand what the Saints think sometimes. I don't. You won a game this year because of how good Taysom Hill can be when shit's going. And I'm not saying you got to force feed Taysom Hill to the point where, like, it's not working and you're just doing it to beat a dead horse. But it didn't even seem like there was an effort today to get Taysom Hill involved. It's like the run game got neutralized early and the Saints were like, oh, shit, we can't run on these guys. So you didn't really put Taysom Hill in. And I think that's stupid. I think it's bad coaching. But I don't expect anything less from a coaching staff that I've said throughout this year, bad coaching. So, yeah. Buffalo has a dude driving 15 hours to play, but we can't get hurt, uh, we can't get hurt guys on the field. Coach, a problem. Uh, look, Fred. The, the injury stuff is so interesting. I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's bad medical staff. Misdiagnosis is, prob is possible, right? Uh, we've seen it with Delvin Bro. We've seen it with Keenan Lewis. We might have seen it with Michael Thomas. Now, we don't know for sure. I, I don't know, man. I mean, James Winston was playing weeks two and three with like a torn tendon in his foot and about 55 broken vertebrae in his back. So, yeah, man, I, I just don't get it. Just call me Trey says, dog, just start Taysom. Put the best playmakers out there at this point. We don't have enough weapons on the offense for Dalton and Jameis to be competitive. I think that's the biggest thing about the, the, the Dalton thing, right? 
you don't have Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry has not really played this year due to injuries, unfortunately. So you want a game manager in with an elite running back, don't get me wrong, and an emerging star wide receiver in Chris Olave. But then the rest of it, tight ends, average. Wide receiver two and wide receiver three, average. Backup running back, below average. It's just not, this thing does not add up. It doesn't add up. Uh, so that's that's where I, I get into it. I know some people are going to want Jameis to start, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you want Jameis to start, there, there there's literally nothing wrong with that. Um, I just, whether it's Jameis, whether it's Dalton, whether it's Taysom, this team's got problems, man. As Aaron says it so kindly, this team is a bunch of pretenders. It, it, it is about, I mean, I don't even know if I could use them as pretenders anymore. I really don't. I, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Kevin asks, how long until DA lose the locker room? Uh, I'll say if they lose the next two games, he loses the locker room. I'll, I'll, I'll go on record and say that now. If the Saints lose the next two games, Steelers-Rams, both bad teams this year, he will lose the locker room. And boy, is that tough because then after that, you play the Niners on the road, which is going to be possibly a bloodbath, and then you play the Buccaneers on the road. Big division game. Monday Night Football again. You probably shouldn't start Dalton because he loses every primetime game. That is that those are the two games I'm looking at. So you're asking how long is he lose the locker room? If he loses the next two, uh yeah. I I think he would lose it. Randy says I I would take Frank Reich in a heartbeat. So would I, man. I I, I would take him in a heartbeat. Uh absolutely. So yeah. As for greatness, greatness is here over here. Yeah, look, honestly, I didn't realize what was going on completely. Had I known, I would have read your comment off the rip. Um, but now I know for next time. So if you leave a good comment in there and you keep repeating it, um, I will make sure to get to it as quick as possible. Jason Steele says, how does DA respond to the press when they ask why he's underutilizing Taysom? He'll probably say, just keep doing what you're doing, right? Like Andy Dalton, when he had three picks in the first half of the Cardinals game, and they said, what did you tell him at halftime? He said, well, just keep doing what you're doing. So, uh, yeah. AJM5185 says, should we go after Brady in the offseason or would he even want to come here? I don't think Brady would even want to come here at this point. I think Brady wanted to go to the Saints because at the time they were a top five team, no doubt. And they had Sean Payton. Remember, Sean Payton and Tom Brady tried to link up in Miami together on the Dolphins this past offseason. That didn't work out. So if anything, I'm curious. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But if let's say Sean doesn't go to the team of the young quarterback, does Sean pair up with Tom Brady, who's also going to be a free agent? That would be interesting. That would be really fascinating. Zachary says Saints couldn't tackle Lamar to save their life. No, they couldn't. They they could not one bit. It, it was it, I would say it's sad, but Lamar is such a such a damn good player that, um, you know I I, I sometimes you got to just tip your cap to the opposition, which is what I want to do there. In that regard, I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's such a good football player. Um, but to your point, though, a lot of opportunities that kind of slipped through their fingers, literally and figuratively. Gabriel says, at this point, we know what we have to do. It's so obvious. That I can't believe no one's already mentioned it yet. Bring in the man, Tommy Lee Lewis season. Oh, man. I, you know, there's two Saints I will never want back on, on the team in terms of just, I just can't, I don't want to watch them play. Tommy Lee Lewis and Dan Arnold, they're never forgiven. Uh, that's just how it is. You know, that's just how it is. Olave looked good, but Dalton just can't deliver. I don't know. Maybe just toss in Winston or let Hill rock a little. Yeah, look, Mike, I, I don't agree, man. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I do agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, Dalton's not doing this shit anyway. If you want to start mixing up, start a new quarterback every week for all I fucking care, honestly. Start Winston next week. The week after that, start Taysom. The week after that, start Dalton. Then go back to Winston. 
Figure it out. Just, just start mixing it up. Get crazy with it. Max says, so in your opinion, Chris, what's the first step? What would you do if you were Loomis? Fire DA, demand a QB start, plan for moving into the first, uh, plan for moving into the first, plan to trade for a QB target. Well, I think the first thing, more than anything, is you got to know, do you have the right coach? Because there's no point in getting the right quarterback in if you don't think you have the right coach. So that's the first thing. And I think Mickey's got to sit here and be like, is DA the guy? I'm sure they're going to have conversations besides today, which clearly they've had. Um, and then you go from there. You've got to find, I think you always got to find the right GM, which we'll see too, man. Mickey Loomis has been at this for a long time. I'm not saying Mickey Loomis can't do it because I've seen John Schneider with the Seahawks really struggle. And then the Seahawks just nailed their draft class this year. They got five starters from this year's draft class. I'll give them time, but you got to find the right coach and that's where it starts. And then once you figure out is Dennis Allen the guy or not the guy, then you can figure out the quarterback issue. But it starts with coach. That's where it always starts, in my opinion. Can't even uh, do that because the franchise hasn't went to find a, a real Breeze predecessor ever. The closest thing they had was Teddy Bridgewater. And even then, was not was that wasn't happening. Uh, as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, you guys know I love Teddy Bridgewater. Why are they not even giving Jameis a chance after Dalton continuously makes mistakes? Look, part of it's like, hey, people say you lay your bed and now you got to lie on it. I think that's part of where the Saints have been at. But... Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know why they won't consider just making a switch. I'm, I'm at some point you're running the same thing over and over again. It's it's getting really repetitive. Teandre Atkins says Bo Nix has been excellent since week two and three. He has right struggled against Georgia. He's had two games this year with at least five touchdown passes in those games. Uh, Only two quarterbacks ever do that for Oregon, Marcus Mariota and Justin Herbert which is pretty damn cool. That's like an awesome stat. And uh, yeah, so I want to give Bo Nix his credit. Obviously, you know, I don't get to talk about Bo Nix a lot because, A, I don't really care for Oregon. And, you know, Bo Nix is not a quarterback prospect that I I kind of like, oh, the Saints got to go after him. But uh, yeah, no, I'll give him his credit. He's, he's been really good this year. Zachary Fitzsimmons says, would you say they're a quarterback away or am I just being delusional? Well, I'm not going to call you delusional, Zachary, but what, what I will say is I do not think this team is an elite quarterback away from figuring it all out. Uh, I, I just don't, right? Because even if you put an elite quarterback on this team, they're struggling defensively. They're struggling on special teams. They're they're committing stupid pre-snap penalties. Maybe an elite quarterback can get those pre-snap penalties out like a Drew Brees in his prime, sure. But even the great Drew Brees in his prime, 2014 and 2016, 7-9, 7-9, 7-9, because they weren't playing great defense. And I'm not saying this defense is as bad as that defense. It's not. But this defense especially without Marshawn Lattimore, what is their calling card? What is their calling card? Can you name it? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I just don't know at all. I've said Dennis Allen should absolutely not get another year, but between uh, community uh, uh, continuity, excuse me, the injuries and the lack of QB quality, I feel like he'll BS his way into another chance next year. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it Should DA be gone after this year? I think the answer is yes. Will DA be gone after this year? I think the answer is no. And I, and I think that's all it boils down to, like what you said. thought we hired a guy from Alabama to help with the soft tissue injuries. I get it's going to take some time, but there has been, but has there been any improvement? Well, the problem, Aaron, to your point, right? The injuries the Saints are kind of going through, none of them are those injuries where it's like, this is where you get this doctor for and see how he works, right? Because like the Michael Thomas situation was apparently a dislocated second toe, which is so weird because everyone was saying it was turf toe at first. And, I don't know the full story behind that, but I don't know what he can do in that situation. 
Uh, Marshawn Lattimore situation, bruised kidney. I mean, that is like Jesus Christ. Like that for football injury aside, that's just a brutal injury. You know, uh, don't know where he comes into play for that. Jarvis Landry, ankle injury. I think the Saints really mismanaged Jarvis ankle. Uh, Jarvis's ankle. I, I think what they did, they played him in the London game when he was clearly hobbled, reaggravated the shit out of it, and we haven't seen him since. That just, to me. That just makes me think something something happened. Whether it was in the Vikings game or the practices after the Vikings game, we have not seen him since that London game. That is that's on coaching and the training staff as well. So uh, you are right; they did hire a guy from Alabama to fix certain issues. But the injuries that they're having right now aren't the ones that they can really just fix. Um, you know, a doctor have the the the, the Midas touch to solve all these problems. Unfortunately. There was a Ravens fan at the Saints bar, and I felt so dumb for giving him a hard time before the game. Uh, we all make mistakes, man. I tweeted before this game. I felt good about the Saints, and the Saints made me look like an idiot. Um, although that hasn't been hard to uh, hasn't been hard to do this year. Is Jared Cook on the unforgiven list? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, you guys are right. Um, and now Olivia's saying, "How do you not mention him?" Maybe I didn't want to mention him because that's how unforgiven he is. No, no, I just forgot about him. Uh, truth be told, about about you know Jared Cook, I I don't. I, I I don't know, I don't I don't want to think about him to be honest. So I'll, I'll just I'll just change the the subject here. Cowdog twenty five says why no Jameis again? Look, here's the problem, right? If you say you're starting Dalton, he can't turn over the football. You need to to sustain things offensively, and now that's two out of your last three games that he's looked erratic. And 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 again, I'm just going off what we see, right? So. You, you can't tell us it's one thing and we see another because we're seeing it, right? That's two out of the last three games. He's looked bad. And I'm not trying to blame everything on Dalton. This team has problems that go way beyond Andy Dalton. But again, you're not playing the other guy because apparently this guy's going to be the calming presence. And the calming presence, just it's just it just sounds a whole lot like the continuity bullshit we were sold earlier this year. We talked about clearing out the coaching staff, but what do you do with the players? Is it time to let some of the stars go and focus on a rebuild? Well, I mean, part of it's going to be tough because contracts that they have and and the the salary cap hits because they've restructured deals like Cam Jordan's and Michael Thomas's. It's going to be so tough. Like if people talk about Michael Thomas, if you're not going to get rid of him June first, post June first cut, I don't know what way you get rid of him creatively that that figures it out. Now maybe they can negotiate a pay cut or stuff like that, but. They, they, they don't have a lot of options right now. They just don't. So like part of these contracts, they kind of just have to sit there and take it and, and wait for them to expire. Max says, 100% about Jameis injury. Played a 60% Jameis and then chose a healthy Dalton over him when he got up to like 80 or 90%. Um, now Jameis is 100%, right? Might as well switch back up. Well, technically, he really, I don't think he'll get up to 100% this year. Like the injuries he's had are bad. Like those are bad injuries. But he's healthy enough to play football which counts, right? Because all these guys are banged up. So if they say they're healthy enough to play, they're healthy enough to play because they're all warriors out there. So um, yeah, man, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> we need the men in black memory eraser. Man, I wish I had one of those. I'd, I'd be doing it after the Minnesota miracle. Then I would do it the next year after the no call, then do it two years from now when my memory starts to remember the no call because I throw it all over TV everywhere. So I'll do it again there. I'll do it again after Drew Brees' last game against the Bucs in the playoffs. Don't want to watch that or remember that ever again. Uh, I would do it after today. And then when I wake up tomorrow morning and I see on ESPN and Good Morning Football and, and the herd footage of the Saints getting their teeth kicked in by the Ravens, I would do it again. So, um, yeah, 
I, that that's that's where I'm at with one of those flashers. BJ says, what would be your thoughts if they actually fired DA and Pete this week? I would, I'm going to be honest, I would be elated. I, I think like for them to admit the mistake, I would be, I would be happy about it. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all, right? One game out of division, uh, but then, uh, you know, that's a joke, but I, I don't think they're going to do it, but it's one of those things that I, I, th- I think that for the Saints, whether it happens tomorrow, happens in two weeks, happens at the end of the season, I think as long as they admit the mistake, you, you're you in my good graces, but uh, I don't think it will happen anytime soon, and I don't even know if it's going to happen in the offseason, unfortunately. Last thing before I go, hope this team just loses out so I can stop remotely carrying the season, start Jameis or Taysom so I can at least have some fun. Jameis and his magical connection with Cal. <laughs> yeah, they create some of the craziest touchdowns, right? The New England one, the Hail Mary against Washington, and then the touchdown this year against Carolina. So they got three ridiculous touchdown grabs together. Uh, maybe we'll have some more in the future. But to your point, right, more entertaining. And yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with this situation. Just give me entertainment right now because you're certainly not giving us wins. Zachary says, only bright spot I see is the vision being a toss-up for years to come. Hopefully, get a QB. To be honest, I still think the recent draft classes have been great and need to keep it going. Yeah, look, this draft class, if Trevor Penning comes back and plays well, that's a hit. Um, the 2020, 2020 draft class, bad, but Cesar Reese is playing better. Peyton Turner is playing better, and you already got Pete Warner from that class, and you hope Paulson Adebo can rebound next year, down year this year. That draft isn't bad. Um, where the Saints are struggling is day three. They are not hitting any of their day three picks. To your point, though, you're absolutely right. This division as a whole is just not getting... It, it, none of them are really getting better future-wise, right? Falcons, I think, are establishing a culture. No future quarterback. Tampa Bay, they are going to be a mess after this year. Carolina, they need, they're they entering the rebuilding process right now. So if they figure it out, they'll get out of there first. But um, yeah, right? Everyone's kind of in this, this same situation where... No one's really looking appealing past this year in the NFC South. And even this year, no one's looking appealing. Mike Javier says, as a Ravens fan, I thought Hill was going to cook us a little. I also thought you guys would bottle up Kenyon Drake. I was very surprised how the game played out. I was happy with the outcome. I don't blame you. You should be thrilled with the outcome. I think the Ravens, you know, now they get the bye week, get a little healthy. You get Mark Andrews back in the mix. Get Gus Edwards back. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins comes back later this year off the knee scope. And maybe they can ascend. Um but to your point, I did not expect Taysom Hill to get no chances. And uh, yeah, that's I'm surprised by that. I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised by, by Taysom Hill getting one carry in a game where the Saints needed their top playmakers to make shit happen. Hey, can we say that Adam Troutman is a bust for real and Landon Young too? Well, Landon Young, I mean, I don't really get into like day three picks being busts because like you're a day three pick. Adam Troutman, though, has not lived up to expectations. I think that's very fair to say, and, and you would be right about that. Brightest spot for this week and what you're looking forward to Nick, uh, next week. So bright spot for this week is to Alave looking great, and I thought Peyton Turner looked really, really good again, and that encouraged me. You know, I, I think Demario Davis had some great moments, so that was great, but I, I know Demario Davis is going to play well, so that, that's not something I'm like, oh, bright spot. So Olave. And Peyton Turner. Those would be the two that I would go with. As for next week, what I'm looking forward to, Lord, do you have a plan for TJ Watt? Because that's expected to be his first game back. And then I think that what I'll do in terms of not just looking at the TJ Watt matchup, can you force turnovers against Kenny Pickett? This defense is not forced turnovers, but you're going up against a rookie quarterback who is top five in the league in interceptions thrown this year, even though he hasn't started a full season. There should be opportunities there. 
no Chase Claypool, one less weapon to worry about on the Steelers' offensive side of things. Th- that's kind of what I'm looking at. That's that's what I'm looking forward to next week. That's for sure. Mike says, as someone who drafted MT in fantasy, I'm over him. Um, there's always something that's not his fault, but the last couple years have been brutal. Yep, perfect way to put it, man. It, it has been brutal. Sterling says, I love you, Chris. Well, I love you, Sterling. I, I appreciate that uh, uh, for sure. Coach's house getting cleaned out. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, man. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go get a picture of him now and, and make that a caption if that ever does happen. Uh, Max says, "Any chance you can get Underhill or Triplet on the pod rest of this year?" Yeah, for sure. Um, I could just hit up Underhill like this week and see what's up with his schedule. I was thinking of getting one of them on for the bye week, for sure. Kind of like assess where things are, but who knows? By the December bye week, this thing could be just an absolute mess. Um, but yeah, if that's something that you guys would love to hear, I'd, I'd love to have them on. I've had Underhill on um, multiple times before. And obviously Nick is so knowledgeable. And then you add trip to what he's doing at uh New Orleans football, New Orleans off football, and, and that just adds even more. So uh yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be down to have them on. Um I you know, I know they're dealing with enough right now with everything going on. But uh yeah, so we'll see what happens. One more thing, Nick said DA said just a bad day at the office when referring to a QB change. Well, a lot of bad days at the office this year then. And you know what? On that note, by the way, you guys have been great. It's been over an hour. I got to get some sleep. You guys should get some sleep. Whoever was watching from Germany that was in this chat should definitely go get some sleep. And uh, let's hope that we have a better Tuesday than we did a Monday. I, I have a good feeling that we will because it's going to be hard for it to be worse than what just happened this past this Monday night. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, guys, Saints are three and six. They have not won back-to-back games this year. I'm trying, I'm trying to hold on and be a little optimistic for you guys and be entertaining. Hopefully I was able to entertain you guys for an hour and 15 over here. You guys certainly kept me entertained with your comments as always. And I do truly appreciate that a lot. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday night. Enjoy the rest of this upcoming week. I will have more content out on the straight up Saints podcast from the boot crew media YouTube page in the coming days. Uh, and remember guys, Division still up for grabs. Just kidding. I mean, it is, but it's not. But anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your Monday night. I'll have more content here for you guys on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for who that is. Listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.